Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Date Escape. I'm your host, Cassandra Ryder. Today's episode is sponsored by Aged and Infused. Today, we're doing something a little different for episode five. We're doing something new, which isn't saying much because, again, there's only five episodes. But for the first time in this podcast's history, I am not only interviewing someone else, but I am interviewing two people. And even better, they are in a romantic relationship, which is some of my favorite people to talk to, to interview. And so I am honored to have my sister Shannon here. She is the youngest and her partner, Nate. Shannon and Nate, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. (laughs) So happy to be here. I am thrilled that you both are not only willing to do this, but pumped to do this. Mm -hmm. Just your enthusiasm means a lot. And so um, to start us off, I'd like you both to introduce yourself. Just tell us a little bit about who you are, how we know each other, and why we're here today. Shannon? Well, um, my name is Shannon, and my pronouns are she, her. And I am your youngest sister. By how many years? Uh, Four. That's right. I've known you since birth. Um, You've seen me throughout my whole life. Sure And um, we, I mean, I'm doing this because I want to support you and also I want to be famous. Okay, great. Appreciate the honesty. (laughs) Really appreciate the honesty. And Nate, same question. Yeah, I'm Nate, pronouns he and his. uh, I'm Shannon's boyfriend. Uh, We met, I guess we'll get into this. Let's get into it. Uh, So we met on Bumble. Um, Shout out. Sponsor. Sponsor. <laughs> Thank you, Bumble, in advance for your generous uh, uh, support of the show. Mm-hmm. Now, quick question, if I may. When you both met on Bumble, were you also on different dating apps? like, Or was Bumble your only dating app you were on? Uh, I think Bumble was my only one. I was also on Tinder. Okay. Red flag. <laughs> <laughs> you know... We, we've heard some good things about Tinder, we've heard some bad things about Tinder. I, I also think I tried all of them at one point, but mm. I think I stuck with Bumble. Why? Just felt uh, the safest, mm. and I just like really liked having the power to decide who I talk to, and I don't have like weird messages coming at me from all sides. Yeah. At the point where I met Shannon, I was mostly on Bumble, but still kind of like doing um just perusing on, on tinder a little bit just because i wasn't very successful on bumble at first or, oh or, or at all, really. what does that mean um i wasn't getting as many matches as i was hoping for mm. and the matches that i did get didn't um really turn into anything that they didn't no one reached out to me which in bumble the Girl has to say something, has to send right. the first message, and it wasn't happening. Ouch. Which is honestly kind of surprising. Do you think that has any, like, like, I don't know, d- like, is that surprising to you? I don't know, for some reason I would think that, like, I mean, I definitely could see men not reaching out, because, because, and then <laughs> with women I would think that they would reach out, or at least, More. like, say something. Or instead of, like, if they knew they matched with someone, which, like, two both parties have to agree. Right. Wouldn't you think that they would reach out? Yes. However, you know, if we're thinking about like romantic scripts, like the script that we have been taught is that Mm. the person who is more masculine reaches out first. And Mm. so I think even though you're on Bumble and like, you know, that's the game, like you are the one to message first. I think sometimes that can take it. The initiative to do so and the confidence to do so can be daunting. I don't Mm. know if you felt that. Mm. Like you're flipping the script a little bit. Yeah. I actually like doing that. Mm, That's great. 
much. Okay. But I can see I can see where you're coming from. For sure. I kind of chalked it up to, because at the time I was working with this girl who was also on Bumble, and she was getting a ton of matches, just an unbelievable number of matches, and to my, like, a few per week, and so I thought maybe, like, her along with other women are just getting so many matches that they just don't have time to reach out to all of them. Now that's a great point. Um, whereas for me, I'm hanging on every single one, <laughs> closely monitoring. Um, so maybe, maybe it's a little bit of that. I think you bring up an excellent point. I mean, I think there's a lot of research that shows that people do sometimes get overwhelmed on dating apps, especially people who are maybe attracting men. Mm. Um, there can be a lot of messages or a lot of matches to peruse through. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. I just love that you met on Bumble. I think Bumble is one of the dating apps that I've heard the most good things about. So congratulations. Oh, if I can congratulate you on that. Uh, Bumble, uh, they'd like a sweater um, <laughs> and uh, maybe a free bottle of champagne yeah, as, a, yeah. as a thank you. Mm, Please reach it. out. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsor this podcast and my sister and her partner. Okay, excellent. So because it's Bumble, Shannon, you sent the first message, yes? Mm-hmm. What was it? I think I said something just like, you know, probably something really lame. Just like, hey, how's it going? Because, and you're, and I can tell that that's not what I should have done. <laughs> and I should have, I know I should have. It was either that or, or you may have like made a reference to a picture or something. I don't Which really is a great remember. call. Right. I know, yeah. I, sh- I know that that was something I should have done. Like pick something specific out of his profile, but I can't recall if I did that. That's fine. So Shannon, you're exactly right. I mean, the best first message to send is a direct reference, something very specific in their profile and not just like a, hey, I like your third photo. It's a, hey, I like the shirt you're wearing in your third photo. I think I actually own the same shirt. Can I borrow it? Mm -hmm. No, that's creepy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like something Mm -hmm. like, it looks like you went to Peru. When were you there? I was there in 2018. Right. I feel like somehow we figured out that we were at the same place at the same time at one point because I saw that he was working for the Fish and Wildlife Service and he, I, I forget, but like then I, then you told me you were like at Sevilla and I was just like, I, I was just there, which was wow. like a refuge in New Mexico and we actually like potentially could have crossed paths, but we didn't. Wow. And then fate just said, ah, missed that first chance. Yeah. Let's yep. bring it back. But I know we figured that all out over text during Bumble. So it was an mm-hmm. early, early conversation. So it sounds like it was a good conversation. Oh, yeah. Not boring. Nate, would you yeah, confirm? Not boring. Well, I had been kind of on my part doing research to figure out how do I actually, once I've got one, how do I communicate with one <laughs> and seal the deal? <laughs> and uh, a lot of advice was talking about just... Um, say a few things and then secure a physical date. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. So we made a connection mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I'll see you on Saturday five or whatever. Mm-hmm. We kind of came up with a mm-hmm. time and place together. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I feel like I really appreciated the, it wasn't even like too soon of a, a date either. Like we had, we still had like a good four or five days of like That's texting, perfect. which I was like, I appreciate because I also like not going to go see a stranger like right away. Right. Need to analyze his texting abilities. <laughs> which <Yeah>. are low. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. got you the date though. Yeah. But research shows that like when you should stop talking on a dating app and when you should go in person, like the timeline of when that happens 
helps the relationship when that hurts relationships like a bell curve so you definitely don't want to like meet people in person the the day of that you match like that's just like way too fast mm-hmm. and so people want to stay on like longer because you want to analyze how they text you want to get to know them you want to make sure you're not wasting your time but like i feel like if it's i think it might be after two weeks like if you've been talking on two weeks you're just wasting everyone's time like you gotta yeah. just you gotta meet in person sooner rather than later but yeah. sooner not being the day you meet right. or the day you match you know just setting a date is nice yes which Doesn't sounds like you guys nailed it yeah can you walk me through your first date what were you wearing what were you feeling where was it <laughs> who was early who was late um i remember a lot of details and i know that <laughs> that <laughs> i definitely remember what we were wearing Nate does not remember. I remember what I was wearing because of you. Yeah. You told me. Yeah. And I was wearing a blue shirt, mm-hmm. long sleeve, mm-hmm. three buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of them was buttoned. You know? <laughs> Sultry. Sultry. <laughs> he was also wearing socks and chalks, which was a choice. Ooh, socks. And the and fact that chalks. I appreciated it, I think, was a good sign. That is a good sign. I thought it was bold. <laughs> Nate, do you remember having a conscious decision to say, yes, uh, socks and chocks? Yeah, that was kind of a phase for me. A regrettable phase. Yeah. <laughs> Did you even think about it? Or were you like, Not yeah. even. I was like, this is who I am as a person. Nice. So. <laughs> Put. You got to do it. Your realest foot forward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your realest foot <laughs> has a sock on it and wears a choco. <laughs> okay, Shannon, what were you wearing? I was wearing a shirt that I only wore once because after I washed it, it shrunk. Sad, sad. But it was new, mm. and that always brings a nice yeah, sentiment to it. Kind of it. like one of those like pilgrim-looking shirts that kind of like are flowy and have like strings coming mm. down. It looks like embroidered. Mm. Um, and I was wearing my favorite like skinny jeans, classic. And the shoes that I wore every day, which were just like these weird Eddie Bauer, like oh. suede shoes. Oh. <laughs> mm. It had a, a high ankle. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, just a little bit of makeup. I don't do too much because right. I don't know how. And <laughs> that's just what felt like me. Okay, so it sounds like you all made some great choices to come in as your most authentic selves, mm-hmm. which is great because I feel like some people want to make a good first impression and so they try to like overshoot it, you know, overreach it, like mm. maybe wearing something that is not indicative of their natural Mm-mm. way of appearing in everyday life, whether it yeah. be makeup, shoes, socks, shirts. Mm-hmm. Sounds true. like you really went you really went for the yeah. honest representation. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. When you two saw each other, did each other's profiles match what you saw in person or where there was a little discrepancy? Well, um, so we all we both met at a brewery in Albuquerque. We didn't realize that there were four locations Dang. of this out of this uh, brewery. So I went to one, Nate to a di- went to a different one. It wasn't until he said, I'm here, and I'm like, I'm here also, that we realized <laughs> that we were at two different ones. And then right away he came to me, which was like, that's nice. Uh, so I would have like went to him too. Um, so how long were you waiting there by yourself? Probably like 10 minutes. Oh, that's not, not that bad. long. Oh, wow. I don't know. I just was like looking at my phone, like being like really nervous and like didn't want to look up at anyone because I was just so scared to look at people. Um, but then I just saw someone coming out of the corner of my eye and looked up and I was like, that looks like him for sure. She hugged me right away, which was a shock to me. Bold. I, yeah. <laughs> I guess that was bold. It was nice though. I just, and her 
she she did totally represent herself really well on the profile because um, I knew exactly who she was as soon as I saw her and I was blown away. Mm, that's nice. How beautiful she was. Mm, Always a good nice. realization I have. Now, if I had you all guess how, like, what percentage of people who are online dating lie in their profile, what number would you guess? 99%. 90, you think 99% <laughs> of people lie in their online dating profile? Probably I'll drop it. 50. Yeah, I'm going to say 40, actually. Okay, it's 80. <gasps> One study found that 80% of online dating users lied about something. And that lie could be like big, but also sometimes it was like minor, like height, weight, Mm -hmm. age. So weird. Hairline, you know. Just like, someone's going to figure that out eventually. Absolutely. (laughs) And that's the whole thing. It's like, it can be so devastating to like meet up, find that their profile does not represent them. And then you're kind of dealing with that deception while you're on a first date, which is a lot to think about personally. That is a lot. My kudos to you both. You <laughs> made the connection, established similarities, mm-hmm. and then met soon thereafter. Congratulations. Yeah, and also Nate was exactly who I, I thought he was going to be, which I think is probably good, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> As opposed to... Like, thinking that he was like somebody else I made up. Right. Like. No, that's great. Okay, so you meet at a brewery. Anything else noteworthy of your first date? We, um, we ordered chips yeah. and barely ate it because, you know, kind of a weird time to be eating. Like, I just I just feel like we just talked the whole time. Yeah. Neither of us had dinner, but mm. we, we didn't get actual food. We just, yeah, pretty much ate chips and mm-hmm. talked the whole time. Yeah. So. I just remember he asked me a lot of questions and that was, I felt like a good sign because that would just would be weird if I, because I mean, I had been on other, on other dates where I'm just asking the questions and I'm like, this isn't going to work out. Right. Just doing so much communication labor. And again, the bar is so low. But Nate, I'm so happy you met that bar. You exceeded that bar. I'm asking a question. Well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The bar is so low. But so unattainable to so many. Yeah. You know, I didn't even know that that would be a something that someone would pay attention to as wow. a um, something that would be attractive. Because that just doesn't come up. I never really crossed my mind even to be like make sure you ask questions wow sounds like you were raised with great communication skills <laughs> yeah or just like, just felt like he cared about my opinion on things or just like yeah it's just like i feel like that is like a basic thing that everyone should do but right a lot of times it's not no it's not that's sad yeah i feel like a lot of people just want to talk about their stuff or like say their opinion all right. the time well great thank you very much for letting me know how we know each other, how long, well, and how long have we been together now? Four years. Four years. Four years. Okay, so thank you for rehashing your first date. Speaking I love of. doing it. What'd you say? I love doing it. Doing what? Talking about our first date. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Speaking of first dates, I want to ask you both, what is your ideal first date? Like, if you could just have the most picture perfect first date for who you are, what would it be and why? Um, it's going to sound really basic, but I really like. Just meeting at like a public like restaurant or a brewery and just talking because I do like doing an activity as well. But I feel like something about like just being that person can like sit and look at me in the eye and like ask me questions and we can like talk about something. Then that feels like a great first date because like I feel like if we're doing a shared activity, it's easy to not know if that person is good at communicating Mm -hmm. that well. Um so yeah, I just like kind of meeting and talking. Nate, same question. Yeah, I guess mine's pretty similar. Um, 
except I probably would have some type of shared activity, mm. maybe preferably outside. It could just be walking around the park or just walking around town or just whatever. But um, I think that would be kind of my ideal first situation. And, and then sitting down and mm-hmm. talking one-on-one about just getting to know each other. So. Nice. So like a combo platter. Yeah, there's some combo activity platter. And there's some direct communication. Yeah, and plus always leaving it open to ice cream afterwards or some kind of like mm-hmm. little treat after be like do you want to go get ice cream now so our first date was not ideal <laughs> did you get saying? ice cream <laughs> well we didn't get ice cream so oh, no. it's not ideal not ideal sure. <laughs> no Nate I think it's really smart something that came up in the research that I did on bad first dates is sometimes people's go-to first date formula is like a little low commitment activity see if they pass that test and then say, Hey, do you want to grab lunch? Do you want to grab a drink? Because that is a longer time commitment versus going in right off the bat saying I've made a dinner reservations, meet me here at 6 PM. And then your dinner can be like a three hour thing. And then if you really don't like that person, then you're trapped. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. I've been in that situation. Have you? <laughs> or I just felt like I was like, wow, this is going to take a while. And I was having a good time. It's yeah. devastating. Mm. Were you at a, was it dinner? It was a brewery. So, but we got food. Well, he got food. I didn't. And so then I was like, ah, I gotta wait. I've been in that position too. And then he got another beer. And I was like, ah. Same. Yeah. Terrible. And I'm like, yeah. read the room. I have had one drink. I'm not eating. My body language is <laughs> leaning towards the door. <laughs> so you've described your first date, which sounds like it could have been, it had it had a moment where mm-hmm. things could go bad, mm-hmm. but it didn't because mm-hmm. you came to Shannon. The, the misunderstanding was resolved quickly. Mm-hmm. It was a pure mistake. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other bad date stories that you two have experienced both together and then separately? Well, together, a big one is probably the second date. <laughs> okay. So so when the first date ended, was it in person where you made plans? Again, you're like, I'd love to do this again. Or was it a texting follow-up? Uh, I think it was in person. I think so, yeah. Nice. Yeah. You both we hugged goodbye. And then I said that I wanted, I was going on a hike the next day. And if you wanted to come. The next day. Mm-hmm. This was the next day. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And he was all about it. And I was like, cool. See ya. Shannon, the next day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You just knew. Yeah. I, I don't I didn't feel weird about it at all. Great. Yeah. And Nate had to drive back home an hour and then drive an hour back in the morning, which was very nice. Dedication. And that was the price you were willing to pay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This was my my one bumble match. Basically, I was not gonna let this one. Say no, once easily. I got one. <laughs> no, hold on. Okay, nice. So it was a morning hike, Shannon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like eleven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. mid morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Realistic. Mm-hmm. Do you love making cocktails at home? Do you love supporting small businesses? Well, then you got to check out Aged and Infused, friends. The Chicago local business crafts delicious, all-natural alcohol infusion kits that help you craft a better drink come happy hour or any hour. With locally sourced ingredients like oranges, cinnamon, cranberries, and cloves, these kits make a delicious addition to any home bar. Just add your favorite spirit, wait three days, and voila, happy hour is here. Visit agedandinfused.com to shop the full line, explore cocktail recipes, and more. Cheers, friends. Yeah, and then, well, I just thought it would be easier if he came to my place and then we drove together because, I don't know, Bold. I felt like that was the most economical. <laughs> and then I remember he called me to figure out where I, like, he was, like, close and he didn't know where to turn and he called me and I remember I saw his, like, name pop up on my phone and I just was like, oh, that's bold. 
And I was like, cool. Or I was just like a little nervous too, because I was like, well, if he doesn't like my phone voice or like... <laughs> What's your phone voice? Just sounds weirder. Can you do the difference right now? Ring, ring. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ned Schneebly. This is Ned Schneebly. I did feel like it was deeper. Oh. Uh, I was like so just deep and rich and dark and sultry. Uh, wow. Yeah, I was surprised by in the morning. Sounded. It sounds like he was alluring. You've an alluring phone voice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nate it. also said that he sounds like he's high. And he really does, actually, <laughs> when you're on your phone. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was cool. I was like, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't just call. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. So so green lights are a go. Mm-hmm. You meet up at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. You drive to the trailhead. Mm-hmm. What time do you start hiking? And how long is this hike? It's 11.30 probably, mm-hmm. and it is 10 miles. Yeah, 10 mile hike. <laughs> and we started on time. Mm-hmm. We're going at a pretty good pace. I do need to back up. I'm so sure, sorry. Sure, yeah. sure. So remember what I was talking about how when we are <laughs> developing dates, you know, sometimes we like our, our exit early option of yes. like if things don't go well, <laughs> ah. I can turn around. Okay, so when I hear 10 miles, I don't hear that. No. no so what made you say yes to that? Gut feeling. It's like, I was like, I don't feel weird. Like, I don't feel like I'm going to die. I don't feel like I would want to leave the situation. But yeah, I guess I didn't really think about that. Yeah, I had nothing to lose and everything to gain. So it's like 10 miles, 20 miles, 50 miles. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You just felt really like a genuine person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So at no point you were like, so if this doesn't go well, <laughs> I will just turn around. Yeah. And it didn't go well. Okay, so I'd, lo- I'd love to hear more about that. And, and as a precursor, I have teased the story in the very first episode of the podcast, mm. but I think it is best to hear from the people who lived, thankfully, to tell the tale. <laughs> I mean, overall, the majority of the, the day and the hike was, like, really wonderful. And it was, like, so pretty, and I had always wanted to do that hike, and he just was such a good person to hike with. Like, we were just continually, continuously asking questions. I don't feel like we ever were, like, silent, which was great, but also, like... I totally just didn't eat the whole time or drink water or put chapstick on. (laughs) Never once did I even think that I needed something like that. (laughs) I think I was just like having so much adrenaline and like was so excited and also like nervous and wanted to look cool, you know. However, so you didn't? No. All bodily function just went out the door. (laughs) Just shot. (laughs) Man, this girl's a beast. (laughs) What is the science behind that? It's <laughs> like, Shannon, do you want water? She, no. <laughs> Don't need it. I mean, again, it makes sense that you want to impress him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you needed to go to that length to do so. I mean, I that's know. putting yourself at risk a little bit. Totally. Oh, I got really sick after that, too, which makes sense. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, mile, how's mile three going for this hike? Great. Great. We're talking I mean, a lot about, like, a lot. Yeah. It was just, I'm also kind of on an adrenaline high. I think just it's so exciting getting to know this person that I'm connecting so well with. I also neglected to eat any snacks no. that I brought. And, <laughs> I but mean, you did so, bring some. Yeah. yeah okay, that's good. Some. At least was, you weren't. Yeah. You know. I also brought some. <laughs> oh, okay. I just didn't eat it. Uh, <laughs> I just felt very engaged the whole time mm-hmm. with yeah. Shannon and nice. the whole experience. So Talked about deep stuff too, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so to clarify, the, the, the last thing you both had ate, eaten were those chips at dinner the night before. Uh, I probably had breakfast. Yeah, I had oh, breakfast okay. for yeah. sure. Okay, yeah. good, 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 good breakfast. <laughs> Big on breakfast. Um, <laughs> I feel like probably like much later on, so it's starting to get dark. 
So I'm confused by this because you started at 1130. Right. So, right. So right. what time is it getting dark at this time? Like well, 7 p.m.? So I guess it was November. in November. So, oh, yeah, it was early. getting dark pretty early. Okay. Yeah. We did not really think about anything. No. No planning <laughs> wise. We, we got to the top of the mountain after a 10 mile hike, and then it was getting dark. We, we were watching the sunset pretty much as we were getting to the top. Yeah. yeah. Well, the sun was pretty much set. Yeah. And the sun was pretty much set at the top of the mountain. And Nate was only wearing a t-shirt for some reason. And no. it was no- November on no. a mountain. And I just was like, hmm, interesting. Adrenaline. <laughs> Adrenaline is yeah. really keeping this date alive. Okay. And so as the sun is setting and you're like, wow, we're not even at the halfway mark. Any any red flags going well, off? We, well, technically we knew we were going to take the tram down. So the oh. Albuquerque has like, nope. The gondola. But it's a gondola ah. from the top of the mountain yeah. to... I see. So, we so knew the top we was the that. end. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're like, well, we're done now. So that's great. So yeah, we took the little the little tram down. That was like really nice. It's wanted, beautiful. Yeah. I remember I wanted to hug him, but I was like, no, I can't. You didn't hug at the top of the mountain as like a. I didn't touch him at all. No, we didn't touch each other. Ease into it, you know. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where? So then, what happens? You take the tram gondola mm-hmm. down. Then I think it started to sink in that we were gonna have to try to find my car, or that like we were gonna have to, you know, we knew that we had to like hike or just like walk a little ways. Well, well it sunk in that where the tram was taking us was not to the place where we parked uh, the car. It was yeah. actually about three miles away from that point. Yeah. <laughs> and it sunk and it in. We landed mm-hmm. that we have a three mile hike. In darkness mm-hmm. to find the car. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember we asked some lady at like the little center there, and she was like, "Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to walk like oh, no. three miles." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Just a <laughs> silent you realization. Had, you had a headlamp, I think, or no? Yeah, I probably had a headlamp. So, that was helpful. Yeah, so definitely. We were good. Uh, even at that point, I was like, "Okay, kind of a bummer," but I was still feeling pretty good about. Mm-hmm the whole situation and that we were going to kind of make it out okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so spirits are high. Mm-hmm. Visibility is low, mm. but <laughs> spirits are high. Yeah. Exactly. Sense of direction is also low. Low, why? No Just, clear path? I don't know. Like, the trail got weird. It got kind of tricky to follow. Also, it was dark. And we were um, alone. So what's the conversation like at this point? I remember we were talking about Buddhism or, like, we were talking about afterlife stuff, and I was like, this is cool. I like talking about this stuff. And then I was playing music on my phone Hmm. to brighten the vibe. And then we kind of started to have trouble actually finding the trail, like you said. Yeah. Um, Became kind of harder and harder. And we didn't really know if we were going the right way Mm -hmm. sometimes. And Mm -hmm. kind of it reached a peak maybe a mile or two from the car still. And we were like, okay, we have no idea where we are really. Yeah. We need um, to really just like stop and like look whoa. at a map and strategize, figure it out. And I remember like we were looking at, at the map like on our phones and service was kind of spotty so it wasn't really loading. And majority of the time I felt like pretty calm. There's only one moment where I just kind of was like, okay, I think we need to make a plan to like go to that house kind of down the mountain and like we're gonna have to knock on their door and ask them to take us to my car. I remember when she said that I was like, that it's game over for me. Oh no! <laughs> I've never seen her again. No. Could you tell she was kind of nervous? Totally. It started to turn into a mild panic because mm-hmm. I was also like, okay, don't know where we are, and there were houses down the mountain, and she when she pointed that out and said we should go to that house, 
and ask for help. help. I was like, this has turned into a bad date. Mm. Yeah, um, I remember also dad like tried to call me during mm. that moment too. And I was like, I can't talk right now. I'm trying to survive. <laughs> trying to survive. <laughs> Survival skills are at a peak. Yeah. But for the majority, I just like, besides that one moment, I was like, I didn't ever feel like I don't want to see this guy again. Or like, he's trying to kill me or... It would just sound like, a, like an honest mistake. Yeah. Just a mistake that you would have... safe. Yeah, that's good. With him. So how'd you get out? How'd you survive? Yeah. Did you make a campfire somewhere? <laughs> yeah. That moment was kind of the turning point of like, okay, do we panic or do we just keep going mm. straight where we think we should be going? And we kind of just did that and yeah. hunkered down and kept talking. I remember the last like mile or whatever was very pleasant. Mm-hmm. I think we finally looked at the map and figured out where we were. Mm. And then realize where the car was, and we're like, "Oh, we just keep, we just keep going this way." It all worked out. It just, it just was a lot. It was a little bit farther than we thought it was going to be. So when you reach the car, what's the mileage you've put in for the second date? Probably around thirteen. Thirteen plus, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so you're feeling at this moment what? Starvation. Mm-hmm. And also just like, yeah, glad to be at the car, but. Also just thinking like how fun that was or like mm. cool it was. I also remember just feeling pretty hangry. It was about 9 <gasps> p.m. No. Mm-hmm. We hadn't eaten anything all no. day pretty much. I don't think I was hungry at all. I, I mean, I probably was, but I just didn't feel it at all. Like, I feel like the adrenaline of excitement and then it was the adrenaline of survival. For sure. <laughs> that was the, yeah. the roller coaster. Fighter flight. <laughs> Fighting for this date, the only, fighting to survive. Yeah, the only thing that was open was Whole Foods Bar, which mm-hmm. was not hot anymore. Ooh, it was all cold. I just remember we were eating like cold chicken. Ooh. No, no, you were eating cold chicken. Oh, like, you guys had dinner after. Yeah, I was straight to Whole Foods. Whole, okay, yeah. so I need to catch up here because again, eleven a.m. pickup, mm-hmm. nine p.m. date ends, mm-hmm. nine thirty dinner, mm-hmm. fast, cold. Mm-hmm. Not a big temperature person, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> that one was kind of weird because <laughs> it was cold out, didn't eat anything pretty much the whole day. So it was kind of weird to eat like cold potatoes. How was that meal for you, Nate? It was great. And yeah, just totally necessary. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, okay, will I ever be able to see you again? Mm-hmm. And I was kind of remember that being on my mind. Like, so I wonder when the next time we'll have a fun date mm-hmm. or if she ever wants to hang out ever again. Mm-hmm. So that uncertainty was lingering in the air mm-hmm. during the meal. Totally. Was it for you, Shannon? Not at all. I, I, I just remember I said, like, I think you're a really cool dude. And I remember you said, I think you're a cool dude, too. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason why I was nervous that Shannon might not want to go on a second date is because just from previous experiences, I've learned that people can't or people aren't always really good at adjusting to scenarios or dealing with a lot of inconvenience or Mm -hmm. really anything like that on a Mm -hmm. date especially and that was just before I really knew how amazing Shannon was and just how she was so good at all those things and so um but I definitely learned that over time but that's why I was nervous yeah no I hear you (laughs) good reason to be nervous Mm -hmm. because again when you're planning a date we definitely want it to be a situation where things go smoothly because we don't want to test people just yet we do eventually because we definitely need to see them in diverse amount of scenarios to see how they react but you were doing it first 24 hours of knowing each other Mm -hmm. in person Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just glad she passed Mm -hmm. Shannon I'm glad you rose Mm -hmm. to the occasion I think a lot of people would have melted down Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about myself (laughs) I think I would have gotten hangrier 
around like hangry around mile four, mad by mile six. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not because the 10 miles wasn't the problem. Mm-hmm. It was miles 10 through 13. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think 10.5, I'd be mad. 11, hangry. Mm-hmm. But yeah. at least guys... throw a complaint in there. You yes. Know? It was just, yeah. Criticism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who messed up? Who got us yeah, lost? Right. <laughs> oh, it just sounds like you were very collaborative yeah. and worked through it together. So that, why I wanted to hear that story from you both, and thank you very much, is because I think bad dates can be bad for, for obvious reasons. But I think bad dates, as you've shown us, can be really good things. Like a, mm-hmm. a thing that you can point to in your origin story of being like, remember that time when, and the fact that you both passed with flying colors and the things that you learned about each other drew mm-hmm. you closer rather than apart, mm-hmm. I sure. think is like where bad dates kind of teeter on that make it or break it line. For sure. I'm just glad mm-hmm. it made it for you both. Totally. It was almost like a kind of just early on, we could just refer to this experience now for even today. I mean, just all mm-hmm. the time. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite pictures is one that we took on that hike mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. like the sun was setting and we were in the mountains and it was just mm-hmm. really beautiful. Yeah. It was an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had m- multiple other like scenarios like that where some- something goes wrong. I'd love so. to hear about them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just another one was like, we were trying to hike to like a hot spring and in the snow and the cold and then five miles and we realized that we were going the wrong direction the whole time so we had to walk five miles back in the dark because then it got dark and how soon thereafter does this happen after the story you just told date number two a couple months wow Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was kind of a theme it seemed at the beginning (laughs) Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. just nothing really working out and again, at that point, when did you notice things were not going as planned in the date? Well, we actually didn't know until we got to where the hot springs should have been, five mm-hmm. miles in, and then mm-hmm. we had to turn around. Mm-hmm. Nate was like, oh, we're going the wrong way. <laughs> in the moment, I maybe had been a little bit disappointed, but I was just like, I'm just like happy to be here with him in this moment. So I wasn't really, I didn't like hot spring or not, I just was like having a good time with whatever we were doing. Did you say hot spring or nah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> Just hot spring or nah? <laughs> so no hot springs no. were sprang upon I that day. I think it was probably for the best. I think it wasn't meant to happen. Yeah, we probably would have gotten hypothermia on yeah, the Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Did you ever eventually get to the hot springs? No. Nope. Not that one. Well, I'm just so happy that you two are both good people, competent communicators mm-hmm. to really rise to those situations. Mm-hmm. Shannon, you said you wanted to bring up something about Nate's profile on Bumble. Yes. I think he excelled in the Bumble profile realm. <laughs> the realm. The realm. I just like immediately when I saw it, I was just like, this is a real person who is just who I'm looking for. Because like he had all of his pictures were like very genuine, like candid or candid or just like Someone else is taking the picture of him. He's outside in pretty much all of them, which I appreciate. He has a beautiful smile. And there are no weird selfies in the bathroom. Because, mm. like, there's just a lot of men out there who are taking selfies that should not be on the inter- internet. Like, selfies s- in dirty mirrors. Yeah. Really and, like, splotchy. Not even smiling. They're making, like, a weird, like, fishy face. Or, like, like, duck lips? Yeah. Or, like, like not even <laughs> duck. Like, it's the opposite. It's, like... Cursed or constipated. Yeah. (laughs) And there were no fish pics, which I really don't like, or any like hunting pics. Right. He just looked like he was having a good time in all of them. And it was just like very natural. And I was like, this, this is it. This is what I'm looking for. So like right off the bat, I just knew he was going to be a good one, which I think Just from the visuals. Yeah. 
which I think is kind of amazing for a man's like profile. Do you remember anything standing out about what he wrote in his profile? Um, I remember he said he liked to talk about the cosmos, which I thought was cute. I knew that he worked for the Fish and Wildlife Service. Nice. And I, thought, I was like, that's a good sign too. Nate, do you remember what? What do you remember about Shannon's Bumble profile? I remember pretty much everything about it. Do you really? Yeah. Oh. Um, I remember her pictures in a similar way. Just kind of showed me that she was genuine. And all of her pictures were, yeah, either taken by other people or just kind of candid and no, like, Snapchat filters, selfies, and Mm -hmm. no fish pics. Mm. um, Goes both ways. (laughs) (laughs) Is that true? Oh, yeah. Women with fish pics? For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Like camo? Like wearing, like, camouflage? Uh Uh-huh. Teach their own. Sure. Mm, Exactly. Teach. mm -hmm. Yeah, right. But also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shannon's profile spoke to me just because um, it seems like she's somebody who's really going places and have been places and had a lot of friends and I can tell who she was in every picture and it wasn't like a picture of her entire sorority or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a classic mistake that people make. Mm. The group pictures, mm. do not do them. <laughs> <laughs> they are not worth yeah, it. What? And unsuccessful. What's... Especially if it's your first one. If Like your leading picture. What is the logic mm-hmm. behind that too? It's like, do they want it to be kind of a guessing game of who they are? So there's this thing in research where if you post a picture with more attractive people, it will make you seem more attractive than you actually oh. are because they say, oh, this person is hanging out with hot people. Mm. It means they're hot and maybe even hotter mm. than oh. if I had just seen pictures of them by themselves. Or I think it's an insecurity thing. Mm. They're like, yeah, you kind of don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm cool. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm the hotter one in the picture. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> Figure it out too much uncertainty Hmm. do you remember anything that i wrote she said i like peanut butter and the outdoors (laughs) that was it (laughs) i was like that's good enough for me i like those things too (laughs) got a lot in common yeah i feel like i didn't want to write too much because it's just like feels weird sometimes Mm -hmm. there was one person i saw didn't even have a fish pick he had a polar bear pick like he oh. killed a polar bear, and oh. I'm like, this is the ulti- like this is the ultimate red flag. <laughs> oh, I know. So I'm just like, there are some interesting people out there. Oh, that's so sad. I know. Also, is that illegal? I do feel like it should be. Aren't they in- endangered? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of weird mm. things about that. I don't like that. Fascinating. Well, thanks for sharing that about each of those profiles. I love that you mm. have such clear memories of them. I'd like to open the floor for any other bad date stories mm. that you both have experienced. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll talk about one. It's probably the Bumble date that I went on right before I met Shannon. I went, I met this girl on Bumble. We decided to go on a hike to this waterfall. We ended up... How long? <laughs> <laughs> This one was only a few miles. Okay. Yeah, I kind of okay. realized this is like my MO, because it's what it sounds like now. But mm-hmm. It's okay, Matt. In the previous episode, my other sister, Maddie, has an MO. She loves going on walks. Sometimes it works for people, mm-hmm. but it sounds like this did not. No, it, it didn't really. So we, we didn't really make it to the waterfall at all. We kind of got lost. In a, <laughs> Seems like a trend. Just, <laughs> this one was worse. We, we were lost for sure, and then decided to turn around and go back and follow our tracks, basically. Wow. But throughout the hike, there was some point where like she wanted me to take pictures, and I took pictures of her. They ended up not being like great quality pictures just because I'm not a photographer. And then she ghosted me. As so we got back to the car, we kind of made it after a long hike. And I never heard from her again. There was but no conversation of like, let's do this again. No, no. You no. both were just kind of like, this was not it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I kind of knew because she was kind of complaining the whole time, and I was like, "Yeah, oh. this does suck. I'm really sorry," you know. That's and, and when we got back, parted ways. But then later on, still kind of perusing through Bumble, right? I found the pictures that I had taken of her <laughs> were now the first ones on her profile, mm. which I thought was kind of funny. Incredible. Um, <laughs> Do you think that thought even crossed her mind of like, oh, maybe Nate will see these if we are crossing paths on Bumble again? <laughs> that was probably not front of mind. <laughs> so this is interesting, too, because this story came up when I interviewed Maddie because she took pictures for someone specifically for his... There, there, That was a bit of a weirder situation, but she took pictures of him that were later on his profile. And they knew that going into the photo shoot, but going into your first date, you were like, I guess I'm just taking photos of this woman. Yeah, for sure. I, I did not <laughs> know what her plan was for those pictures. <laughs> did she take pictures of you in return? No. If we had made it to the waterfall, then maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. But we were just kind of bushwhacking through. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, this is excellent. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this will work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you said they weren't even good photos. No, not really. But that's kind of my fault. And I feel that maybe what she was going for was like, I want to look wildernessy. I want to look really rugged right and so that is how it turned out <laughs> leading up to that date were there was there any indication that it was going to go bad not really i mean things were going well at the beginning well not not really actually we were connecting in in great ways um i was trying to have deeper level conversations and and she was not having that yeah um mm-hmm. which is a red flag to me because i like to kind of open up and mm-hmm. i get that not that's not everybody's deal but you know, I think that's important and in, in actually like trying to form a connection. So mm-hmm. most definitely on the topic of ghosting, because mm-hmm. this is a this is a prominent uh, exit strategy for a bad date situation. Mm-hmm. Shannon, what are your thoughts? Both of you. What are your thoughts on ghosting as an exit strategy for a person you've had a bad date with? I personally think that it's not the best way to do it. I feel like out of all the dates that I've been on and all of them ended like in not seeing that person anymore, except Nate. I feel like I always had to have a conversation with myself. It was like, okay, I could either like just like avoid this person and not say anything, ghost them, or I could just be very honest. Because I feel like if it was the reversed, if I was in like the, the other role and someone was like thinking about ghosting me, I would appreciate if they didn't and they actually just told me that they just didn't want to see me anymore mm-hmm. or like wasn't going to work out, even though that might hurt more. I actually feel like ghosting would probably hurt more because it's just like, okay, you don't even have like the respect to like, tell me that you don't want to see me anymore so I always like texted them and just told them like I found somebody else as with Nate you texted people that I did whoa yeah how'd it go over it went really well every time I like texted someone that I just like you know just like this is how I feel it always like was received well in my opinion good no one was ever like angry or just like didn't respond or anything they was just like cool I don't know It, it just was good yeah so your preference for a date escape is direct, honest communication. I do appreciate that. Seems appropriate. I do think ghosting is warranted when you did not ask to be hit on. <laughs> or like you didn't know it was a date or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or you feel like you were preyed upon. It feels like you're speaking something specific. <laughs> and I'd um, appreciate if you would uh, maybe elaborate on where those feelings are coming from. If you, if you want. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I was trying to buy a car... And I'm a single, uh, no, I'm not a single woman, but I like <laughs> seemingly look like a single woman, woman because I, for the majority of the time, was just by myself looking for a car. So in a very heavily male dominated sector, right? I think 
they see me as just like a single woman and for some reason I feel like they think that that's that means that they can like hit on me and that's what I like experienced at one place and like specifically in a car like test driving a car this man was hitting on me and Mm. I like didn't really realize it until halfway through and then my people pleasing tendencies kick in and I just like want to try to like not make it weird or like you know whatever like give him my number fine whatever but I'm not gonna like obviously I'm not gonna pursue this and then he's you know is texting me 20 minutes after I leave the place which I'm like that was very bold Mm. and I just like I was like I don't even feel like I you deserve any response because like I didn't even ask for this or like agree to it at all right I think that ghosting can be used in that scenario but that's just me definitely that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. not worth the time or energy Mm -hmm. to say um you were a piece of trash Mm -hmm. you were at work Mm -hmm. I was your client customer Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We were in an enclosed space mm-hmm. in a moving vehicle, mm-hmm. and you took advantage of that. Mm-hmm. If you are that man, please reach out to the Date Escape Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to just uh, uh, understand why you made my sister feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, mm-hmm. Shannon. Mm-hmm. Nate, thoughts on ghosting and or your preferred way to escape a bad date? Sure. Well, probably preferred way would be a mutual ghosting. <laughs> we just ghost each other absolutely i've been in a situation like understood. that yeah. ideal right, right. Um. we understand <laughs> no one's trying to break you know let the other person down easy it's like we we both just mm-hmm. yeah i feel like mutual ghosting and the ghosting that shannon just said is probably appropriate mm-hmm. um do you say how do i feel about ghosting yeah or, or other what's your preferred date escape strategy yeah uh, so you told a story about like the mutual ghosting but like sure yeah probably just open communication just trying to be straightforward and honest i mean i'm lucky to be with somebody who's that way and we just are able to communicate very openly but i think that in a real world situation i might get nervous that i'm not always dealing with a person like that and Mm. i'd hope that i'd be acting with like the utmost nobility but honestly i probably i don't know maybe i would go somebody if it didn't work out and it was just clear that it wasn't really going anywhere so (laughs) I feel like you're totally a ghoster. <laughs> just a ghost in general. <laughs> I'm actually a spirit. It's just hard. Yeah, it is really the hard. easy way. You don't have to it really is. be accountable right? anymore when you are dating online. I think so. it's awful. <laughs> I know, it's, a, it's a depersonalized way of treating humans, yeah. which is never uh, preferred because mm-hmm. we are humans. <laughs> but also, like, you're using a piece of technology that like kind of takes that away from you a little bit mm-hmm. and you can hide behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Technology and how it mediates communication. There are so many benefits to it and there are so many bad things as well. Mm-hmm. Shannon and Nate, anything else you'd like to share with the podcast listeners about your relationship, bad dates, things you've learned about dating. One thing I would comment on is, Our experience seems way outside the norm of a lot of people's kind of um, online dating scenarios where Mm -hmm. we kind of hit it off right away. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. besides Shannon, I had very few matches, very few Mm -hmm. dates come about from Bumble and kind of same with Shannon. Mm -hmm. I mean, so we met early on in our online dating experience and it doesn't really relate to a lot of other people's Mm -hmm. (laughs) actual experiences so yes Mm -hmm. i do feel like you are you two are luckily Mm -hmm. part of a small group of people unfortunately (laughs) who tried online dating 
and it just worked mm-hmm. right. very quickly, mm-hmm. which is, as you're saying, not a lot of people can have that experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Really fortunate that it worked out that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just easy. I will say, I did have two other Bumble dates that weekend that I met Nate. Oh, and I don't know if that's a norm either, like having kind of like a marathon of dates in a weekend. I mean, work work smarter, not harder. Yeah. I mean, if you got a weekend free, <laughs> yeah, really go for yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know why that worked out that way, but I think that was like a, a learning experience because like each one of them was very different. And it was kind of interesting to like just be the person on the other side, like trying to connect and be like, that is definitely not a kind of, like the person that I would connect with. And that was also not a person I would connect with. But this is very mm-hmm. much a person I would connect with. And there's a lot of social activity. And I also learned a lot about just like how I react in dating situations and, and like how I like to text people and tell them that like, hey, it's not going to work out. But so <laughs> what made those first two dates mm. not compare to Nate's? Mm-hmm. The first one was at a brewery and the guy definitely did not ask me questions. Mm was very into talking about himself, so I was just like, red flag. Also, just didn't really feel like we had a lot in common. And I did notice he was a little smaller than me, which isn't a, like a big deal for me, but I just noticed it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's something to kind of like, I don't know, I observed that that's something that I noticed and like, maybe that's not my favorite thing, but mm-hmm. maybe if we connected more, I wouldn't really have, like have cared about it that much. But yeah, he just talked a lot, so I was just kind of like... No. And then the second one, yeah, we were at a coffee shop and we walked around and he just seemed really sad, (laughs) honestly. He seemed like a very like, he was like a theology major and history or something. And so like, he just seemed very deep, kind of a little like closed off. And I was like, I just don't feel like this is the right time. And also like, it's not really, I'm not really attracted to that either. So Mm Yeah, so I was just like, yeah, it's not going to work either. And I just knew, like, looking at the profiles, I was like, Nate is going to be the one that I like. So (laughs) I was excited about that one. Well, once again, I am so happy that it worked out so well for you both. Thank you for taking the time to share your first date experiences, your bad date experiences, giving us hope that bad dates do not end Mm -hmm. good connections Mm -hmm. and good relationships. I mean, that's kind of a a nice beacon of hope for the listeners to have, Mm -hmm. myself included. If listening to Shannon and Nate's bad date experiences, Schnate, as I also call them, (laughs) is their ship name, Schnate. If Schnate's bad date experiences have made you remember your own bad date experiences, I would love for you to write them in for me to analyze on the podcast. So please write in your bad date stories to the Date Escape Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's the Date Escape Podcast at gmail.com, where I would be more than honored to analyze your bad date stories using communication research theories concepts as we've done here. Shannon and Nate, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank, thank you for you. having us. Uh-huh. This is so fun. Anytime. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs>